Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. Tonight we are talking all things Spring TV. Our heroes are returning this week. Finally, we got some new shows around the corner, and some of us are still not over that This Is Us episode. If you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will. How are you doing tonight? I am doing well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? Well, I'm so excited, actually. I'm glad the Arrowverse is back. Uh, seems like this this winter hiatus was was a bit longer than usual. I mean, it probably wasn't, but it just felt that way. Uh, but uh, you're such a baby. It was a long. I know. Well, it just felt long. It flew by. It felt it flew by for me. Uh, maybe that's because I'm still like hyped on Star Wars. Maybe that's why. See, I saw Star Wars like opening weekends, and then after that, I had like nothing. It was like a it was like a desert. Nope, I'm still on it. <laughs> we do have one other host to introduce. She is from TV After Dark. Please welcome Reagan Pierce. How are you doing tonight, Reagan? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. I always need someone to help me defend against Will and his random tangents. <laughs> oh, well, I am here to help. Oh. Especially those about geography. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll, I'll be um, good tonight. So, Reagan, let's here here here's a good way to get you familiar with our, our our audience familiar with you. Talk about some of the TV season highlights for you this past year. What are the what's like one new show that you fell in love with, and then another show that was returning that you think has has upped its game this past year oh gosh I wish you had not asked me about new shows because I don't think I have watched a single new show this year which is really, really yeah it's weird for me too because I usually do but I don't think I've watched any new ones I'm gonna watch Black Lightning but I haven't watched any new ones yet is it okay where is it was it that some of the new shows that came out this season just didn't really capture you or you know I I, I mean, I don't even think I checked any of them out. It's weird. I guess I'm just, I'm just so happy with everything that I have going. I don't need to add any more shows. Like I just have a content little entertainment bubble right now. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get into the lineup once you have it established. Yes. <laughs> and then you always find yourself like, I really need something new. And then you start it, but you don't finish it. Ollie. Ozark for me, um, because it just didn't make the cut. Yeah, and then you have all of these half-finished shows that you're like, well, I kind of watched that show, but I haven't watched it in three years, but it's still on my list of shows that I've seen. It's just I have so many unfinished things that I've never never finished or caught up on. So, so I just didn't even try this year, I guess. <laughs> what are a few shows in your current lineup? Um, well, the Arrowverse is like my main thing right now. I cover mm -hmm. almost every show um, between my two outlets. So I spend a lot of time in the Arrowverse. Um, and I'm also watching The Good Place and Superstore, which are both so funny. Yep, yep. We have some Good Place fans here, too. Or at least me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Superstore. I've heard a lot about it. It's just something that I've never actually sat down to watch. Yeah. Can you sell me on Superstore? Okay. Have you seen The Office? Yes. Yes. Okay. Who hasn't seen The Office, right? It's like The Office, but it's set in like Sam's Club. Huh. It's really good. It's really funny. 
Office and Sam's Club. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the same kind of humor. I have to check that Got out. It. So where 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 is it at for for us folks who this is actually I, I, I will freely admit this is the first time I've heard of the show. What what where can we find the show? Well, it airs on NBC, but okay. um, I think all of the old episodes are on Hulu. I know the newer ones are, but I think they might all be. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. Yeah. Pretty sure. Well, then let's just dive into the Arrowverse because we have all of them returning this week and it's a lot to look forward to. And let's kick it off with Supergirl. Reagan, how do you think things are going this year with with Kara and with Alex? And where do you think we're heading, heading in this second half of the season? Well, this season has been so great, I think. I mean, it's it's a little bit different than the previous two seasons. Every season has felt sort of like it has its own tone, which is interesting. Um, but I don't know. We're going to get the Legion of Superheroes coming this week, which is going to be really exciting. And we're going to get to see Monel suit up as Valor, which that's exciting, too. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot going on. And there's rain, which is heartbreaking because – we got to know her, and then she became a villain. And so right. it's like, yeah. we love Sam, and now Sam is, like, really beating up Kara, which is, you know, tough to watch, kind of for both sides. Like, they, I think they did a good job of getting us, like, attached to her before they made her a villain. I would agree. I think that's one of the – this season has been the most enjoyable one for me, watching Supergirl, and, that, and it's for that very reason. Um because, you know, we did get emotionally invested in Sam as a character, her, you know, her daughter, uh, you know, what's going to happen to her um, as a result of her falling into, you know, coming rain. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, 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 to me, it's definitely been the, the best season they've, they've had to date. Yeah, and that was terrifying at the end of the winter finale when she turns and, like, looks at Ruby. Oh, my gosh. It was just. I don't know. Her, her poor daughter. What do you think happened in that moment? I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I guess we're going to have to find out. That's why they call it a cliffhanger. Um, you mentioned the Legion of Superheroes. Um, yeah, so there's Monel, which is Valor, and then there's right. Saturn Girl. Um, and, um, and then there's also Brainiac 5. Um, which will be interesting because he actually marries Kara in the comics. So right. we'll see, we'll see how that goes in the show. But I mean, he's not, he's not the most attractive guy in the show. I don't know if you've seen the makeup they've done on him. Yeah, he looks kind of like a, a reject Vandorian from Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't exactly look like Kara's type. Yeah. So I don't know about that. And then we have all of the relationship drama going on. Like we have yeah. a lot of odd couples happening. Where where are you guys on the Imra and Monel storyline right now? Like, where do you think that's going? Uh, I don't know. I have an unpopular opinion on this, I think. But I I want Kara and Monel to get back together. I that's not. I mean, people get mad at you if you say that on the internet, but that's how Sarah, I feel. So Sarah's used I to that. Know. She is a Elicity fan, so she's used to all oh, the arrows. Oh, me too, for sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't know that that was an unpopular opinion. Yes. Yes. They will. They will get upset with you if you say that on Twitter. But um, huh. so and I feel like the show feels that way, too. So I feel like the thing with Saturn Girl with Imra is going to dissolve somehow. I don't know if she's using some sort of like mind trick to make him think they're married. That's a that's a popular opinion on the Internet right now yeah. is because Saturn Girl has like a mind control power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe. She did it on Teen Titans, so they they think that they're playing an homage to that storyline. Yeah, and so maybe she's just making him think they're married. Maybe they aren't. I don't know why she would do that, but I guess we'll find out. Girls got to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gets so that gets so icky though when you think about it. Like it's just tricking him. <laughs> I don't know. I I have no explanation for that, but I I think. And maybe this is just me reading too much into things, but just on some of the ways she's approaching Kara and the whole crew, it feels like she's always been the girl on the outside wanting to get in and mm-hmm. feeling very isolated. So I can I can see how that need to belong forces her to manipulate others to force her way into the inside. Yeah, that makes sense. But I I mean again, she's we haven't seen too much of her, so I could be entirely misreading it or reading too much into how she's be acting, but um we'll see because also why would you suddenly introduce a random character like her only then to have her and Manella to break up just to reunite Kara and Manella? It's like why? Why go through all of that? There's got to be a reason. For yeah, it. for sure. And, you know, knowing Supergirl, I love it. It's my favorite show. But they don't they don't really drag things out very long. They kind of move along quickly from storyline to storyline. So I feel like we will find out what the deal with Imra is pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. I have that. I have that suspicion, too. It kind of makes you think how with the second half of the season, how they're going to be able to really make Rain live up to expectation considering they just spent nine episodes building her up and it being leaving off on a very strong point. How, but you can't have her Supergirl and Rain fighting for another nine or 10 episodes, can you? Yeah, you're right. I mean, especially because she nearly killed her in this past episode. And obviously, she's not actually going to kill Supergirl. So where can you possibly go to to get even worse than we, what we've already seen? I mean, where can they go right, from here? Right, right. So, yeah, I, I agree. It's going to be interesting. I mean, what can they possibly do with Rain now that they had that huge climactic battle already in just the winter finale? You know, it could be a redemption arc to parallel um, Kara's own... Um, closure with being both Supergirl and Kara because yeah. a lot of this season has been a back and forth and how she's gone from one extreme to the other and really closing herself out beneath this persona persona of Supergirl and that's why I like the mid-season finale so much is because that fall from grace it's it's makes you realize that yes yeah, she is Supergirl but she is mortal and she can be killed and she she has this other part of her that is human and fragile and can break. 
Um, and so I think if you were to set up rain to have a similar fall, but back into grace and fall back into mortality and away from whatever this thing that took over her, um, that could be a good parallel. Yeah, that that would be awesome. Um, have you guys heard the theory about like Ruby and Alex? Have y'all heard that? No, no. no tell okay. me. So there's this theory that's floating on the internet um, that Rain Samantha is going to die, and Alex has been so focused on having a child mm-hmm. that she will end up adopting Ruby or fostering her for a while or something like that. Um, especially because when they put out the casting notice for these two characters, they put Samantha for one season and they put Ruby for possibly more seasons. Mm. Well, I saw, which is interesting. Yeah, I saw it. Makes with, sense. Yeah, it makes total sense, and and I think uh, that theory. Had some root in some of the upcoming episodes. I saw with the uh, upcoming episode where Alex is going to quote unquote babysit Ruby. So, uh, so you know, I guess they are sort of planting that seed and for you know to carry forward that arc where Alex has you know been wanting family and that that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, she can go get her own. She doesn't have to have Ruby. But it's so convenient. Hey, but it's so convenient. Rain gets killed, and then, you know, we have this orphan here. Hey, there you go. Yeah, convenient. <laughs> Very it's convenient. any work to get a kid. It's just right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't have to go through the terrible twos. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just thinking about now what the how how convenient it was for the very first episode of the season for it to be Alex to run into Sam and Ruby first and not Kara. And now suddenly everything makes so much more sense. Yeah, that's true. Convenience. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts about Supergirl? None for me. No, no, none for me. You guys don't even want to try to tackle what's going on between James and Lena? Oh, I thought you were going to. Oh, gosh. I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) It is probably the most forgettable thing this season. Yeah. Yeah. It seems really just convenient. It's just like, we have these two single characters. Why not? Let's just throw them together. Hey, we're in CW. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah, it's it seems like yet again another season where they don't know what to do with James' character, so they're just gonna do something convenient. Yeah, yeah. and it seems like we haven't seen a whole lot of Guardian lately, so it's just kind of like yeah. this is this is what James is doing now. Yeah, well, this is his thing this that's, season. That's his thing. I mean, we did get a good, you know, we did with the crossover. We got uh, I think it's probably the the most or time he's had, even though Guardian ended up not having a. Nice yeah, wasn't he only in like the first thirty seconds? Yeah, and then he was and he was off. Yeah, something? yeah, he was killed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he got killed. He yeah. got killed yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think, I think that the writers wrote themselves into that corner when they first went down the guardian path so early. Because you built your audience and your platform around the idea that this is going to central um, revolve around a female superhero mm-hmm. and not a male superhero. So then to suddenly have James overnight become this hero, it kind of deters from that. So I can see how they're still trying to figure out the right amount of Guardian to include in these um, seasons without 
an overshadowing Kara and Kara's own strength. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, they were building Monel into a possible hero the same time they were creating Guardian. So they actually yeah. had like two male heroes on Supergirl. Um which I mean is fine as long as they are supporting roles and mm-hmm. supporting heroes. But yeah, I think you're right. They they kind of completely wrote themselves into a corner with that. Right. And that's a good point. I didn't think about Monel probably because he felt like this awkward apprentice to Kara mm-hmm. last season where he was just goofy and he made all of the wrong choices. So it was like it was a different thing in in the same way that a lot of a lot of viewers had a problem with Laurel overnight becoming Black Canary. But we didn't have so much the same problem with Roy, who was taken under Oliver's ring, um, wing to be built up as um, Arsenal. Yeah, but yeah. those two things happen at the same time. Yeah, you got to see like the origin story. You got to see them being built into the hero. Like it's right. not an overnight thing. I mean, it's not realistic for someone to become a superhero anyway. But if they're going mm-hmm. to do it realistically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> realistic about that very unrealistic circumstance exactly (laughs) and on that note let's go to central city (laughs) okay guys speaking about great mid-season finales the flash was right up there for me yeah and a great one even though will spoiled the shit out of it for me uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. He, he always does this. He always tells me what's going to happen, and it happens. It's, yes. Um, I, I can't, you know, with this season, though, I honestly say, you know, I, I think I used up my season card uh, spoiler with the mid-season finale. I don't know where they're going to go with this trial. Other than, obviously, Barry's going to get off, but, you know, uh, how it's going to play out, whether or not... Um, he is going to, you know, this dramatic showing of Iris busting into the courtroom in the midseason trailer. You know, my, my fault with the midseason trailer is this is a lot to pack into one episode. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if this if this is going to be carried over multiple episodes or, 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 or what? Because it just seemed like a lot was going on um, with this return this week. So is it, it's true, Will, that in the books this storyline does occur and uh, Barry's actually found guilty. So right? in the comic, it's a little bit different. Uh, just a quick, quick synopsis of the trial of the Flash in the comic book. So Barry Allen um, was engaged to Fiona Webb. Uh, it was his girlfriend at the time. Uh, Iris had. Uh, was had been killed by Eobard Fawn earlier um, mm-hmm. by a vibrating hand to the brain. Fawn was going to do the same thing to Fiona. Barry rushed in, snapped Fawn's neck. And um, the dramatic reveal in the courtroom uh, did happen, but Barry had his appearance changed. So his secret was um, remained safe that it was Barry Allen who was the Flash. Wait, so he pulled an HR well? He pulled an HR, yes. Oh, my. He pulled an HR in a comic. So I'm wondering <laughs> how they're – I mean, obviously, you know, what we've seen with this show, like, for example, 
with Flashpoint. It was Flashpoint in name only. And so this trial of the Flash, I'm approaching it as the trial in name only. Yeah. So Yeah, Flashpoint was so far from actual Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say it was a disappointment, but it was kind of a disappointment. It was, it was. And hopefully the, you know, hopefully um, we will get, you know, true Flashpoint with, uh, with the, the, the movie version, assuming that things sort themselves out in the DC Entertainment Universe. But, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but but with this one, you know, I kind of I kind of laugh when I see them talking about how they're going to you know reveal do this grand reveal because I mean who in Central City doesn't know that he's a Flash at this point? <laughs> I mean every episode he's like you know masking himself or you know yeah so. Um, you have all of the extras in the scenes who don't know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like he's just revealed himself to like everybody and like every person in Central City thinks that they're the only person keeping this secret. Yeah. So they all know, but they all don't know that everyone else knows. Yeah, exactly. It's just this. Yeah, it's just this. Everybody knows it, but it's still a secret technically. Yeah, it's it, it, that's another little nod to the comics, because when Wally West had his run as the Flash in the comics in volume two, that was kind of how his secret identity was kind of held. But I, I'm throwing it out. So, yeah. But getting back to the show. I, well, I, here here's where I'm, what I'm questioning yeah. is how does him revealing that he is the Flash help him get get out of this situation to where the murder weapon is in his apartment, his fingerprints um, are on the murder exactly. weapon, and there's a dead body. It's, like, so I don't really understand it, how. They're jumping to like you have to reveal your identity. It doesn't. If help. anybody needs to do that, it's Oliver Queen. But that's another story. Yeah, it doesn't help him, and that's 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 my whole like point in like this this grand you know the way they're teasing this build up, it doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. um, you know as I you know laid out the case for why we saw this framing coming uh, on the back end. Um, it doesn't make sense now to reveal himself that he was doing all this um, stalking prior to the the murder of uh, the thinker. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Again it, again, it just reinforces the whole reason why it, it leads, leads to get Barry's guilt. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, I, I think the the big reveal is going to be something else. Um, and another thing that really bothered me with this um, trailer was Joe planting evidence. That is so. Oh, I know. That is so. You know, one of the you don't take characters out of their out of their natural place, and it just doesn't seem right thematic wise for Joe. To do this and you know yeah i mean ralph yeah we, we yeah fine yeah i thought it was interesting because it was joe saying ralph just unlock the door for me yeah like that is that is so out of character i can see ralph saying joe come with me we're gonna plant evidence yeah. maybe and, but yeah. that that is not joe yeah and he's had so there's so many points in the prior three seasons where joe could have crossed the line on any number of occasions but he never does so yeah. for him to to do it now it just completely Narratively, it's just like, okay, again, 
they, I don't know if it's a framing or Joe's just trying to break into that apartment to like, you know, get some more evidence that's going to help Barry. I think it's where it's going to actually play out. I don't think it's going to be him planting evidence as the popular theory seems to be out there. Yeah, I agree. I, I guess I'm thinking about it a little bit differently to where I thought that was in character hmm. because you, I mean, I was, I was trying to think about a time when in a recent episode or a previous episode where we've seen Joe cross the line to protect his kids. Um, and then I realized that part of the reason why it's so jarring is because he's always their moral compass. Right. But at the same time, he was the one who prevented Barry for a long time from revealing his identity to Iris. True. And kept that secret because he didn't want her to get hurt. So I, I feel like Joe is capable of becoming morally, um, um, yeah. To, yeah, it's just, I, I feel That's like he's such that father figure that for him to do nothing in this state, that is where I'd be like, uh, that's not in character. So, so and yeah. I kind of like that reversal yeah. because we went through so much with Dibney and his whole downfall because of planting um, evidence and how wrong that felt for Barry. Mm -hmm. So I think if Joe were to cross the moral line, and save Barry that way, that would cause a greater conflict for the rest of the season between Joe and Barry. That's a fair point. Yeah. That's a very that, that Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if Joe's ever going to plant evidence, it's going to be for Barry or Iris. Mm -hmm. so, or Wally. Well, yeah, or Wally. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Didn't mean to forget Wally. I mean, yeah. the show does sometimes, yeah, they, but yeah. I didn't mean to. <laughs> It's okay. You out on this. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you are forgiving. <laughs> oh, but to stay on the point about Ralph, um, do you guys foresee anything coming up with his character and the fact that, yes, he's a part of Team Flash now, but he also is still a metahuman who is a byproduct of the thinker's original plan. So there should be a reason for why it was Ralph on the bus that day. Yeah. I mean, I guess how, it, well, I'm thinking back to the, how things have developed to this point in the season. Um, yeah. I mean, he hasn't, I mean, I don't think he's really fallen into the thinker's plans as of yet, other than, I don't, other than if he's was there to manipulate Barry to, um, I don't know, become more, a little more morally suspect as far as you know his overzealous actions. I don't, I mean, to 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 to, you know, to stalk the vote, but. Beyond that, yeah, I don't, I mean, moving forward down the line, I don't, I mean, given that the thinker has, like, played out all the various mechanisms in his head as far as, like, where people are going to go, I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know if he isn't having Ralph be on the team to 
know, maybe it is to be that person who's going to help Joe soil him, you know, go off his moral compass and say, you know, convince Joe to, you know, let's save Barry by doing this. So maybe that's his role. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe that's why he had him become a meta so that he could become, you know, in, embedded with Team Flash so that he could do these sort, you know, he could be that person who would, you know, encourage Joe to, you know, do these things to, to, to save Barry from um, being um, convicted and at the same time causes Joe's own downfall as far as being a cop. It causes right. more conflict for the rest of the season. Are we sure that, and maybe I missed this, but are we sure that it was the thinker's intention to even have Ralph working with the Flash? Because I thought that just kind of happened. That could have been happenstance. You, You're right. It could have been happenstance, but seeing as how the first season or the first half really set up all of the reveals for who these new metas were and how they were how they were all fit into this puzzle. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't feel like we can take anything that happened on that day as happenstance because it really felt all planned out. And even, I mean, even the fact that, yeah, it just so happened to be Ralph who, oh yeah, has a history with Barry Allen, a bad history with Barry Allen and one that um, shows that Barry Allen is not always the hero in everyone's story. Sometimes he's the villain. So I, I, I can see them being like, oh, that was just a coincidence. But at the same time, I don't I feel like that was done purposely and for a reason that has yet to be revealed. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I just Uh, I just don't like Ralph like at all. No, but I don't I don't (laughs) see his point in the story or the show. I just don't like the guy. Yeah. So I'd actually love for him to end up being this like total worker for the thinker and then end up, you know, going to jail or dying or something at the end. Yeah. Or going to Legends of Tomorrow Go. because that's what they seem to do these days. Yeah. 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 I guess the thing is, so the elongated man is, you know, as far as, as far as the Flash mythos, he is, does have his own, his own story and he is a very valued ally of the Flash. So, and he actually ends up, he actually has his own relationships and stuff. I know people, know some quarters of the fandom is thinking, well, he and Caitlin ship and stuff, but you know, ultimately Ralph no. has his own. They need privilege. to stop putting her with every guy who yeah. walks in there. Yeah. Like she does, to, yeah, go go on, Reagan. No, she just she doesn't need to hook up with every single guy yeah. that comes into the show. I mean, it's just not necessary. And it's she, reducing her as a character. Like she deserves better, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that she and Amunet deserve more scenes together, if anyone. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say because I really like Amunet, partly because Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one other one other point about the uh, yeah, I, I totally agree, and uh, you know, and if. I guess now it's also become who is the person from the 
Flash is going to go over to to Legends. Is it going to be Caitlin? Is it going to be Wally? Or is it going to be? Or I mean, we we tossed Ralph out there. Let's see what this fit five with all the anachronisms. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, one other thing about the about the trailer before before we move on, um, what do y'all think about the scene? What what's going to play out between Devo's wife and, and Iris? Reagan, I'll let you start. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're just weren't they kind of arguing? She she said, um, "I'm gonna do what I have to for my husband. Or are you gonna do what you have to for yours?" Right? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And do you think that will lead to Iris, you know, taking actions that she does as far as outing Barry? I I certainly think that that conversation is what leads her to run into the courtroom later. I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna be her. I don't know what she's going to reveal, as we talked about earlier, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of things in the episode that lead her to make some decisions that, I don't know, maybe they'll be good, maybe they'll be bad. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what she says in the courtroom. I have another thought about that, too, if, if, with their conversation. I wonder if if by DeVoe's wife talking with Iris, Iris if, you know, will finally be able to put her investigative reporter cap back on and be able to piece together what really happened here as far as, you know, Barry being framed given that the murder weapon, um, you know, is, is the, is, is the, obviously the wedding gift, but, uh, she will, you know, glean something from those conversations that she figures out, Hey, you know, you guys place these events in motion to, to basically frame Barry. So she's going to save her husband. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that yeah. if she just went like full and get investigative reporter on it and just really solved the whole thing. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the thing that has been lacking, you know, it's like, does Iris have a job? But we've forgotten that yeah. whole thing about her. And that would be the best way to get that part of her character back is her going mm-hmm. into that mold of, being the investigative reporter, like she was, quite frankly, in season one when she was a blogger. I mean, she was the one who, like, you know, was did a great job of building a, the, the the mythos of the Flash in Central City. Yeah. Right, but just because y- you have it in one episode doesn't mean it's fully back. Well, I don't know, but... So, we'll, 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 yeah, don't be surprised if the next episode she's just hanging out with the Flash crew again yeah. and yeah. Well, on the sidelines. Yeah. Well, I know. They just, they need to bring back journalist Iris. I mean, it's just, she needs to have a life outside of the Flash team. And I just love the idea of her being a journalist. I miss that. Mm-hmm. It just, it needs to come back. But so and, hopefully, and I th- hopefully that'll take her in that direction. And, and to Will, to go off of that scene and, what it could be and the intentions behind that scene between Iris and God, why don't we know his wife's name? I just call, I just call her Mrs. DeVoe. The mechanic. You can call her the mechanic. Yeah. Mechanic. Yeah. Okay. It feels really weird. And this is going to be actually my point is that both of these women are completely overshadowed by their husbands and coming mm-hmm. face to face with each other. And so I can see a lot of similarity similarities between these two characters um and so it'll be interesting to see them come to face to face on screen because they know what it feels like um and i think that the writers did a really good job of showcasing 
not only the thinker and his obsession, but how he kind of dragged his wife into this whole situation. And she willingly came with him. But at the same time, it always felt like she was she was not just his wife, but also a little bit of a servant and a little bit of an underling, like a minion. And mm-hmm. I think at times there was that great moment early on this season where Iris had that breakdown about how Barry, Barry left left her again mm-hmm. to to save the world and to do all these great things. But that comes out of price that mainly does affect her and causes her pain. So um, I'm I'm much more interested, not necessarily in what happens, but just to see if they really explore those dynamics um, this season. But any other thoughts on the flash, guys? No, no. I you know hopefully we'll, I'll be it'll be interesting to see just how long this trial plays out. If this is going to be a one-off or is it going to go for two episodes? It goes for at least it goes for at least two. <laughs> at least two, really? So we're gonna have part one and part two? Well, I mean it's not gonna be called the Trial of the Flash Part Two, but the one after it is called The Elongated Night Rises, and it's like Ralph is supposedly gonna step up while Barry's working on his trial right. or something. Yeah. Got I did it. see that. Which everybody wants to see, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just hopeful. I'm just hopeful for Cecile and her becoming a meta. You know, that'll be another thing. I'm interested to see how they're going to like play that out. Yeah, Cecile's going to become a meta. Yes, that was the new meta. I I saw the headline. I didn't look at the article. I, well, yeah, I think yeah. Now is Cecile going to become a meta, or is the unborn child? Going to become a meta. Hmm. And could that unborn child be the, you know, be the child who was at the wedding? Uh, it's not. It's not Don or Jesse oh. Ognots. And now my brain hurts because of time travel. There you go. Okay, how did I not think about that? Everybody just assumed it was Don. Yeah. I'll just put stuff out there. It may come true. It may not. But we'll see. That seems very Flash-esque to make us think it's her, and then it's not. Yeah. I could see them doing that. Yeah. It's just Arrowverse in nature. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we're going to go this way, and then we're not, but we're going to do it partly, just so we could say that we did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they love to play with the comic fans, like oh, yeah. yep. tease something and then just go a completely different direction. Oh, they totally do. They totally do. <laughs> yeah so on that note i think that's a perfect time to go to star city yes why not talking it. about teasing comic book fans oh yeah <laughs> so i i love this show I, I really do i adore it um i don't have a lot to say though about the second half of the season <laughs> yeah really don't, guys because I felt like out of all the mid-season finales, this was probably my least favorite, mainly because nothing really climactic happened for me. Um, everything kind of, we, we really knew the big thing that was coming, and that was the division of the team, and that's where they left it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, the team's divided. Okay, and scene. <laughs> Yeah, we've come a long way since the season three mid-season cliffhangers, you know, with Oliver getting 
impaled and knocked off a cliff. And then this season, it's just like, yeah, team split up. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Once you kill your hero um, and allow that to be the cliffhanger for a mid-season finale, how do you get any better than that? Right. Right. Well, do you think because of because of like last season with Prometheus and everything, they are adjusting pace to just sort of you know really let the build up be for the end of the season or or three quarters of the way? I don't know. You know, obviously that didn't work for Flash with Savitar, um, mm-hmm. but do you think it's just they they, they intentionally just kind of had a very predictable? Mid-season finale. I don't. I don't know if it was intentional. Um, I, if for them, I can see them in the writers' room being like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be a great mid-season finale, and here's why." And it just happened not to work for viewers. Um, at the same time, I felt like this season the big hurdle is we've gone five straight seasons with a show where you have an A storyline in present day, a B storyline in the past, and then a small C storyline with minor characters. And now suddenly you don't have the B storyline with flashbacks. Mm -hmm. So how do you uplift and still have three storylines in these episodes going on and not make it too bloated and everything? And they did it pretty well this first half of the season. It's just the the emotional stakes have been woven in and out because it kind of is a little bit scattered, sharing too much storyline amongst all of these very different characters. Those are at least my thoughts. Yeah. Um, for me... I would have to say that I think the Caden James building of his team as a counterpoint to, Arrow, to the Team Arrow has been a very interesting um, build up. Uh, how all these folks are going to, you know, um, I mean, you know, you have Dinah's storyline going on with uh, with Vigilante and how, you know, we finally got some you know, closure on one part of the story, but now some, you know, a new um, dynamic that's going to open up there. Um, so I think, you know, I think this season, to your point, Sarah, where usually you had the flashbacks as the backstory for, um, you know, as far as your, your B-track, this season is really exploring some of these secondary characters' arcs uh, uh, you know, to, to 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 fill the gap where the the flashbacks used to be. Yeah, and speaking of that Dinah storyline, I don't know. I'm sure y'all have already talked about this, but the vigilante reveal was so disappointing to me. I mean, <laughs> it's just like I'm sorry. Why why do I care about that? I just vigilante was around for so long that I just was sure it was going to be some huge thing. Like I don't know something crazy, like Tommy or something, and it's. Yeah. Dinah's ex-partner slash boyfriend guy. Like, I just, I don't know. And that was a while ago, but I'm still a little bitter about it. Otherwise, the season's been pretty good, but. Yeah. yeah. I, I forget what my initial thoughts were, but I you, think I was on the same page and still am yeah. with you about it. Yeah, you were very underwhelmed. 
That's very under Thank you for telling me how I felt. Thank yeah, you. I'll just say, I'm, I'm, I'm not only my producer, but also the, histor the, the, the historian too. <laughs> the historian of my feelings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the record says that you were underwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> underwhelmed. And spin them. Um, I, okay, now I haven't been underwhelmed with Caden this season. But I feel like they are not using him enough, and that could be also a good thing, considering we have a lot of episodes to go through. Mm -hmm. um, and I did read some stuff that is coming about how the next episode will include Oliver figuring out Caden's secret. Did you all know that he had one? Because I didn't. I have read that there is going to be a big reveal possibly involving his son or something like that. Like Oliver's Oliver son, son or Caden's son? No, that like Caden like has a son or I don't know. Hmm. That was right. going to be like a reveal. Well, the the whole this whole of vendetta comes from something I forget exactly, but Oliver did. Okay, I guess Argus and Oliver were involved with the initial lockup of Caden James, who just by mere event that left his son alone. Um, so, hmm. yeah. Yeah. Maybe his son is vigilante. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> That's why he's on the team. Big reveal. It's that guy again. <laughs> you know, once you use that guy, you just reuse him again and again. <laughs> It's all that guy. Just all the reveals in the Arrowverse. Maybe he's, um, his son is Dibney. Oh. And that's why the thinker wanted him on the bus. It all makes sense. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I think we cracked it, you guys. Oh, we did. Just the whole Arrowverse is solved. <laughs> oh man. I was just, yeah. I don't know. Roy's coming back, guys. Yes. Yep. I know. I'm so excited. That was like the, like the, the worst kept secret, I mean, ever. <laughs> they like telegraphed that, like, how, like how, how often, like, well, you know, Stephen and, 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 uh, Kate and, uh, uh, like, on Colton. Colton, yeah. Haynes, like, yeah, they were, they, they were, yeah. Actually, I was, that was funny. I was actually on Instagram one day, the day actually when, Colton was back in Vancouver and Stephen was like out in the park or something where they were revealed that elicit the, the bench. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they, they were, uh, they were just hamming it up on Instagram together. Um, where, you know, he's like, yeah, see you on set soon. And I guess they even dropped some set photos tonight. So he's officially back. He's definitely, yeah, definitely back. Do we know how many episodes? I have not, I have not had a chance to, Check IMDb. You know, sometimes they'll they'll leave a little crumb. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about it either. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it we'll see what happens with that. I'm sure um, we'll find out. Colton Haynes cannot keep a secret to save his life. Well, like, it looks they just finished um, shooting episode 15, so it does appear, or they're starting episode 15. I know that they're somewhere in the shooting process of episode 15, so I know he's in that one, but I don't know if he was there before or if he's going to be there after. Any other thoughts about Arrow? 
no. kind of just there. I think it's just, I think, you know, as we said, the, the midseason finale was just a break. And I think the second half of the season, um, you know, I think you're, 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 you made a good point, Sarah, that I think they are using Caden appropriately. They're, they're not doing so much with them at the front end so that, you know, they can really build up something big at the end. Yeah, which yeah. is admirable because they have freaking Michael Emerson. If it yeah. was on my show, I just yeah. it'd be just the Michael Emerson show. It'd probably just be like a lost uh, revival, actually, but <laughs> it would just turn into that. But um, yeah, do yeah. y'all? How long do y'all think the, the split between the team is gonna last? Is mm-hmm. it like a one episode thing? Do we think? One or two. Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it it can't it can't go well it can go on a little bit and I don't even know how important it is that it is like maybe that's why I'm so underwhelmed by this because to me I'm very much used to original team Arrow so mm-hmm. oh now they're original team Arrow again okay I don't know why I should be heartbroken over this at the oh, same no. time you still once you realize and this is the missing piece for Oliver, at least, is you're not just up against Kane and James. You're up, up, up against him and all of these other individuals. Suddenly, there is a need to have more than two other people by your side. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you know, I really loved the like the tone and the vibe that came with the original Team Arrow in the first few seasons. Mm-hmm. I think they could benefit from maybe focusing on it a little more and bringing in the other team when necessary, because it's just that group of three has such a great chemistry and it's just so classic arrow. So it will be nice to see the three of them, but you're right. They need more people in their big fights for sure. Right. And, and it is classic arrow if they were to focus on that now, but it has changed because Mm -hmm. The marriage, Oliver and Felicity are married now, and so th- how does that impact their team dynamics and their partner dynamics? And also, they're both responsible for a living human being now. Mm-hmm. That is true. That living human being is on a bus, like, in danger this very next episode, right? Yeah. So they're yeah. doing a great job so far. Yep. <laughs> William will always be in danger. And that's something I brought up last year is that I think that this season, it's really important for um, in terms of everything they've been doing with Oliver and William is to put Oliver in that situation where he has to choose between William and Felicity. I know who he's going to choose, but that I can say. I can see conjure up some conflict and some drama that um, may be interesting and really showcase how far this character has come. Mm -hmm. But we'll see what happens. Will is messing with the rundown again. I'm not messing with the rundown. (laughs) No, I did not touch the rundown. All right, guys, let's talk about some shows that are premiering this spring season. We have Krypton, a show that I've heard a lot for a long time, and I always seem to forget that it's going to happen, and now we have a trailer, and I remember again. Yeah, and actually it was a, yep. yeah, it's, I, I, I was very, actually I was very intrigued by the trailer, actually it, 
Whereas before it was, you know, maybe it'll, it'll be like the like the gifted for us, Sarah, where we were unsure. Don't say that. It, only in the sense that it was, uh, we were not expecting much, and it actually turned out to be over. For the most part, it was a good show. What a few, what a few speed bumps, admittedly, that we both we both have talked about. A lot of speed bumps, but you know, at least the premise started out strong. Reagan, are you excited for Krypton? I wasn't. I was actually, I was determined not to watch it because my whole thing was, why would I want to get invested in characters who I know are going to literally explode? Like <laughs> their planet is going to be destroyed and everyone knows that. So it's like, I, I get really invested in characters on my show. And so I didn't want to set myself up for that kind of pain. Um, Fair enough. But, but... <laughs> The latest trailer hooked me, and now, like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm signing up for the pain. Like, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. <sighs> I just, I didn't want to, but I'm going to. I, I so appreciate your defense mechanism right there. That is <laughs> that is very, um, but spoiler alert, Reagan. Um, everyone dies? Just yeah. food for thought? <laughs> like everybody <laughs> everywhere. I know. Yeah. I know, but there's something so depressing about getting invested in, like, people on a planet that you know is going to, like, in a couple generations, just be destroyed. I mean, generations. I know. Generations. Yeah. I know. I know. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just. Well, I guess once I, well, I didn't. It's a solid point. Yeah. I just had to poke fun at it a little bit. Yeah. So, so we, we, yeah, so after you teased us so much, my friend, what about you? I mean, I think I know the answer. So. Okay, again, I, I keep forgetting that this thing is actually happening because I feel like I've heard about it for two years. Mm -hmm. Granted, now I have more to go off of than I do with Teen Titans, which is another show that I've heard about for a few years yeah, now. Yeah. So actually here's my takeaways from the trailer, Will. Okay. Are they seriously telling us that this show is not just going to talk about Kal-El's grandfather and the people of Krypton and how his his family is kind of a little bit of royalty on Krypton because of the rebellion. No, they're going to take it one step further and pull a freaking Back to the Future Terminator twist on us. And they're going to introduce this idea that potentially... The future threat is coming to destroy Krypton because there's this thing called Superman on Earth in the future. Mm -hmm. So, so it's a grandfather is, paradox. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of literally because there's a grandfather involved. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool though. Uh, I hadn't thought about that, but I don't know. I kind of like loopy time travel things like, so like i'm the, okay with it I, i'm okay with the loop well, too and, yeah i mean they're, they're going to use the vehicle of adam strange to, and other characters from the dc universe to to, to carry that forward see yeah. and and as i was di digesting this then i got to think like why is this such a common trope in comic books because i feel like this is something that comes up time and time again pun intended and <laughs> It was just, it was surprising to me. Like, I didn't see them doing that. It makes sense. But at the same time, will it come off as, 
yet another thing that I've seen before, or will it really be a fresh take? I think it, I don't know. I don't know. I think it'll be a fresh take. I mean, because it, uh, you know, obviously, you're going to have the you're going to have to link Kalel to it in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how deep how you know obviously the trailer had to, you know, really play that angle up with Adam Strange presenting the, co- the uniform and everything to it, to, to, uh, I guess, Sego, I think is, is his name. So now you're just talking a different language. But yeah, continue. yeah. But I mean, you're going to have to make that initial link just to get people to, to at least get bought into the series. But I mean, I think it, they have the potential, like we've seen with the gifted where yes, it's set in the X-Men universe, but you can create, a standalone story uh, where you don't have to, you know, where you you know the outcome, which is obviously Krypton explodes, but you can get, um, you, you can really get into the sort of backstory of Superman that hasn't really been explored deeply on, on film. Yeah. And I think the uh, time travel aspect is just going to lend so much to the show because obviously we do know how this ends up. Krypton explodes and it's destroyed. But with the time travel, it's it kind of throws this idea in there that, you know, that this path that's supposed to happen could get messed up. And so there's there's stakes. I mean, we know it's going to turn out with Krypton exploding, but they're, they set up some stakes to where Superman may end up not existing. So I think that, that, I think that it brings something to it. Um, with the time travel that wouldn't be there without it. Yep. That's fair point. Yep. And Sarah, what what do we always talk about? We want stakes and we might have some here, even though we know the outcome. Yeah. I just like my steak medium rare. (laughs) 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 We're talking about that kind of steaks, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So then, okay. So now that you guys have convinced me that this is a good thing. Great. Who the heck is the future threat? Maybe it's Superman himself. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not Superman. No. It's Brainiac, right? Yeah, it's got to be Brainiac. Yeah, it's Brainiac. It's, That's it's Brainiac. It's Brainiac. Yeah, it's Brainiac. But what, are they going to use that in the DC films? So then they start down that path and suddenly they can't use it? Well, I guess here's the thing. So... You know, this is set in the, I guess, is, are they going to treat it like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as far as... It's it's in the DCEU. Yeah, yeah. so it's in the DCEU. So I know we had to put Deathstroke on the shelf. I don't know if that means we'll have to put Brainiac on the shelf in the DECU as far as on the, on the big screen or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I mean, granted, it, it was just an easy shot considering I feel like they don't even know what they're doing with their films anymore. Oh, yet all the DCEU characters. is lost. <laughs> and this is coming from, like, the biggest DC fan around. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, well, and yet they keep taking characters that we love, putting them in a good, stable TV environment, and then suddenly they're like, you can't use them anymore because we could potentially one day have this movie that never comes out. Oh my gosh, remember when they killed like the entire Suicide Squad off of yes. Arrow in like a four week period yes. so that movie could come out? Yeah. Yep. 
It was the most obvious thing ever. Like, it, was, it was not subtle, not subtle at all. It, it, it kind of sucks because you kind of, that was, I believe, season two when they did that. Mm-hmm. I think so. And so, and, and the first season had a Suicide Squad episode two, if I remember correctly. So it kind of felt like this traditional arc that Daigle would always have. And then they took it away. Yep. <laughs> Fans do not forget, okay, guys. Right. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I, I think, I, I kind of also appreciate how this trailer did tell you, like, yes, we are legitimately doing this. It will follow, um, Kal-El's grandfather, and you, you do know where this story is headed. But then they did throw in this time travel, which kind of all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. That's how it pulled me in because now there's stakes, I guess. Yep, and they're medium rare. <laughs> yes, medium rare right, stakes. Just really like it. <laughs> so that will come in March. Yes, I believe March twenty first. Yes. March. I believe March, and it'll have some strong competition because Jessica Jones season two also drops in March on Netflix. I am so looking forward to this, you guys. I'm so excited. We know. It has been a long time since season one. 2015. It feels like it has been like six years. Yes. So, so Reagan, Will hasn't watched season one of Jessica Jones. Yeah, I plan on doing No. I will rectify, oh. Yeah, I will rectify that it's, before before season two drops. It's shameful. It is. Yes. It, is. it should be a crime. <laughs> What are you looking forward with this second season? Because it's been a long wait. Honestly? Okay, so I binged the whole first season of Jessica Jones, like, the day it came out. So Amen. it has been a very long time since I watched it. I'm going to have to rewatch it. Um, but I just, I just, it's so entertaining. I mean, she is just such a great character. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm just looking forward to more of it. Not even anything specific. I'm just ready for more Jessica Jones. Do you think Luke Cage will appear this season? I don't know. Do you? you, Well, see, I don't know either. I'm I'm curious if they're going to include him because of how they left things off with the Defenders. And see, I have not watched the Defenders yet. So (laughs) I know. We were on the same team. I know. I'm sorry. Guys are killing me. <laughs> okay. Well, I, well, I did watch the Defenders. Let me just put it this yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Will. Um, how they left it with the Defenders is, I think there's a possibility, but I think I don't think I don't think she's, he's going to show up in season two. Why not? Um, I think they had their own sense of closure in the the final episode there, and I think they. I I, I, I just well, I think they just need to leave that as it is for for, okay. for now. For now, I mean, not to say precluded for for some time, some point in the future, 
but I, I don't know if they need to cloud up season two of Jessica Jones with it. Uh, maybe maybe season two of Luke Cage, but not her show. This is such a mysterious conversation from my end because I have no idea what y'all are talking about. Oh, it, I mean, it, it was this it, it, sort of their arc in, in, in the Defenders from the fall. Yeah. So, uh, I need to go watch yeah, that. Don't feel bad. I mean, I, I, I feel bad. I, don't feel bad. Again, <laughs> I haven't I haven't watched season one of Jessica Jones yet. So anything you say about it, I I I am just picking up from you know drips and drabs from the Defenders. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be rushing to go see the Defenders. I think you would be fine. I think though the Defenders would explain if Luke Cage doesn't show up at all this season. Which again, it goes back to what we we're saying about Supergirl. You don't necessarily need the male heroes to overshadow the female heroes. Yeah. Now, well, that makes me think: Will we get Trish to come out as Hellcat at all this season? It was teased at the end of last season, wasn't it? it Again, it's been literally years. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like it was necessarily teased. She definitely was gung-ho about the whole superhero aspect of what Jessica was doing and is able to do. So they kind of set up her to travel down this path. But I don't know if they're going to actually see that through or not. I bet they do it. Maybe towards the end of the season. Or something with it. Maybe not outward, like maybe not totally do it, but set it up. Now, if they do that, the only reason why I would, okay, if if they go through with that, which I'm totally on the same page with you about, I would want it to come from because Officer Simpson is back in time, a.k.a. Nuke. And he starts to go after Jessica and Trish gets involved because me and my friend Everett were talking about this and we just found that they kind of built Nuke to be much more of a Trish villain, of a Hellcat villain than they did Jessica Jones. So Jessica already has way too much on her plate. Like she's still going to get haunted by Kilgrave. So why throw another antagonist out there when you can divert him with Hellcat and they have a history plus I love that character so much so I'm 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 it's interesting watching the trailer for season two because they focus so much on Jessica and yet there's all of these other characters where I who did not come up and so I just can't help but speculate if they will appear next season or if they're just being put on the back burner for a little bit don't know Mm -hmm. I noticed that too. Almost every shot was just Jessica. Mm-hmm. With new characters or yeah. random people. Yeah. They didn't even show Kilgrave, who we know is going to be in this season. Mm-hmm. Even though he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Malcolm was there, and Malcolm looked like he was getting arrested. Again, it's been too long for you, Reagan. It really has. I, I really, I need to go rewatch this show because I seriously, I watched the whole thing the day it came out. I loved it. I just can't remember it to save my life. It's been so long, and there's been so many shows since then. Yeah, I I watched the first season the same day it came out, and then I rewatched it because of the old classic podcast. 
I forget what we call Netflix crew. That's what we called it. Check it out on SoundCloud, guys. I got your Jessica Jones there. Every episode. So, do you guys have any other spring TV shows that you want to give out a shout out to that you're looking forward to seeing yeah. come back or premiere? Yeah, Black Lightning. Talk Black Lightning, Will. Take it away. <laughs> well, um, I feel like this is like the the, the year of the year of color. <laughs> I mean, for superheroes. I mean, you have uh, when you have Black Lightning, you have Black Panther. Um, you know, Rick and Tom. I mean, there's just so many things out there. But getting to the first one on the lot on the on the in the lineup, uh, Black Lightning. I think um, this show. I remember when we, when it was first uh, talked about, and we saw the first trailer. Um, I think it's going to def- obviously be a different vibe than our other DC shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yes, he's a superhero, but I think, um, I think tonal wise, it's going to take on more social issues and be a more, more grounded show from, from that standpoint than, than our other shows in the DC lineup on, on the CW. Oh, for sure. And I think even just um, his age is going to make it kind of different because he's older and he was eventually he was a vigilante and and then he wasn't. Now he's going to be a hero. And also there's going to be like this whole family aspect to it, which is different from the other shows. Yeah. but So I think it'll really stand out because of that. But it's also going to be cool, too, because the family is also going to be superheroes as well. Oh, for sure. So it's, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and it's not going to be the Incredibles. <laughs> Yeah. Not that The Incredibles isn't great, but. Will, you have to let me make the comparison before you can just take it away. I'm sorry. Well, I'm very excited. Actually, I'm very. Of these shows, this is one of the ones I'm actually pretty excited about. Where. So, um, where is it going to fit in terms of the Arrowverse, you guys think? Is it going to be on Earth Prime, or is it going to be on Kara's Earth, or are we going to place this on a totally separate Earth? Well, the producers don't want it to be part of the Arrowverse at all. Um, they Rude. just say that they, they say, yeah, they say that they have a separate vision for it, which, I mean, you have to respect that. You know, they, they're saying, we're doing our own thing. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Sounds, Sounds familiar. Yeah, but, but, but Guggenheim this weekend in Phoenix was like, well, we might possibly mix it in with the crossover. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Sounds I did familiar. not hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, they should. The the CW universe is like groundbreaking because it's so many shows in the same universe that crossover. It's so cool. I mean, why wouldn't you want your show as part of that? I think they should, but I, I don't know if they're going to. Sarah? Yeah. Agreed. I think we're unanimous here. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I think it should be a part of the Arrowverse. Um, whether it's in, you know, Earth 38, is that Supergirl's Earth? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or, or on our Earth Prime. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, Maybe they should just give it a separate Earth like Supergirl has, like not Supergirl's Earth, but another one. So it can be kind no. of separate. But they can jump over when they need to. I feel like that's a good compromise. Yeah, but they have to first jump. Like, Barry randomly found his way to that Earth before. And then they had to... Like, Cisco, he's got a lot 
to do. Yeah. He's already making so many <laughs> gadgets. He's, he's very making like costumes for everyone, and now he has to make another gadget. It's so yeah, awesome. and the argument. And he keeps redesigning the arrow cage. Yeah. Sorry, Will. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> but the argument. But I guess you know, just as we discussed it, that lends to the argument for it not being a part of the Arrowverse if it indeed is going to be a different show, tonally and. More and you know the goal here is to you know be a show that has a little bit more gravitas as far as our our protagonist being a you know retired vigilante who becomes a school principal but he's then forced to become a vigilante again because of the crime syndicate gang the one hundred uh, one hundred and all the other issues going on so you know yes arrow's dark but at the same time it still does that you know it does they do take on some issues like gun control and other things on that show but you know at its whole you know it, it's still a, a you know comic book show grounded with you know with oliver and his issues this seems this mm-hmm. show seems like it's going to be one where jefferson is dealing with much larger issues and yeah he's going to use the superpowers to, to deal with them so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know how you know. So crossover wise, what's going to be that show? To I don't know if the Flash is going to be a good total sh- show for it to crossover with to get them into that mm-hmm. universe. If they do do that initial crossover, I would think it would fit much better on Arrow than say than the other three shows. For sure, I agree. Just because it's more grounded. Right, but I guess what I don't understand, Will, is if you're for it being a part of the Arrowverse or if you're against it. I'm oh, I'm totally for it. I was just arguing okay. the counterpoint as far as, how, you know, for the people who think it should not be part of the Arrowverse, those are some of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Can I argue against your... Yeah, go right ahead. Quasi-argument. <laughs> yeah, go right ahead. This is why we're here. Because I don't understand how... Um, how where where these tonal differences are coming from because to me all of the cw shows look the same they all have the same vibe and feeling to them and i understand that this character's story and the dynamics on the show are different they have to be different um, or else you're just getting a repeat of what we've had before at the same time they're not going to go so far dark like the the biggest tonal difference out there is the shows on Netflix. If you like, if you were supposed to, yeah. if you were to compare two universes in the same genre, one another, the Netflix series are one extreme, and then you have the CW series. So I think just by sake of placing Black Lightning on the CW, you are gonna get a very familiar show that is going to be different just by nature of its story, but still built in the same reality that they've already um, built under the umbrella of the CW network. Those are my thoughts. So I don't, I don't agree that it's a huge tonal difference. Fair point. Fair point. And on that note. Bring it, bring it. Your fault. <laughs> We're going to break the tie. <laughs> um, I, I think it should be part of it, but I think. All of the points that you guys just made were great. Yeah. All of them. You're very agreeable, and I like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I have a problem with being too agreeable. But honestly, I mean, y'all just both had really great thoughts. I have nothing to add. That's fine. Yeah. You have good thoughts, too. Yeah. We heard a lot of them. Yes. Yes. 
So, so outside of Black Lightning, is there are there any other shows that are coming up that we want to name drop? Uh, American Crime Story, the Versace. Yes. Um. So, so I'm, yes. Uh, I hope it lives up to OJ. I don't know if it can, but I see. I don't know if it can either, and that's what scares me. Will yeah. I'm really excited, but I'm also terrified. <laughs> Because if it doesn't do good, then we still have OJ. Yes. Like, we still have that perfect season. Yes. But at the same time, yet they set a huge bar, and there's a lot of anticipation, and there's a lot of a promotion going into this. So I just – I hope that they deliver at least – if it's just on par, I'm fine. It doesn't have to go above. It just has to be on par. Reagan, you have anything? I know you're. I know. You, I know you like the Arrowverse bubble, but is there anything that has you know in your in your TV after dark? Uh, if not necessarily you, but some of your flat folks have their uh, eyes out, saying, "Hey guys, we y'all should check this out." Um. Oh gosh, we cover so much stuff over there. <laughs> Honestly, um, personally, I don't know if anybody's covering it at TV after dark, but personally, I'm looking forward to Eye Zombie, um, which is going to come back in a couple months, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm. I guess I live on the CW. I need to branch out more. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> For a while there, I was living on CW too, and then I have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of CW, The Hundred, season five in April. I'm excited. They. I. I fell off season four. Um, but I, I saw what happens in the final episode. I saw that they're doing a time jump and I'm very curious to if season five, they write the ship or if this is just going to be the, the final send off for that show because I, it's, it's the first few seasons are so well done that I hope that they are able to give it a send off that it deserves or to continue the story um, and, uh, and take it to the next level because they do some pretty interesting things. That's actually so funny that you said that because I fell out of the hundred um, either at the end of season three or the beginning of season four. And mm-hmm. uh, I also saw the, the finale, the, um, I guess everybody was talking about it, the time jump. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested again, and I'm thinking about picking it back up. So I guess yeah. that was a good move on their part. They're going to get some viewers back. Yeah, yeah, because seasons one and two are perfect in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I've rewatched those seasons, and what they do was was amazing to me. And then season three, it started to wave, and then I have no idea what they were thinking. I really don't. Yeah, they lost me right around there. Yeah, so, uh, well, I mean, yeah, good for them trying to get back the viewers that they lost because Mm -hmm. we were talking about it before we started recording. It is hard to get into rotation, and it is also hard to stay in someone's TV rotation Mm -hmm. because – New shows are always come up every year, so you can always get replaced. Yep. Be that's warned. True. <laughs> Be <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Oh man. 
Okay, you guys, I think we should wrap up. So on that note, Reagan, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Reagan D. Pierce and um, check out at TV After Dark. Yep. Yep. Will? Yes. Will? Yes, yes. I'm still here. I'm still awake. I'm still awake. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. You can find me at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd and let us know what you're looking forward to this spring, what shows you're anticipating to return, or what new, new shows you want to have a great premiere. Still waiting to find out when Teen Titans is coming. It should be coming. I think it's coming. Anyways, most importantly, go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, and comment. And also, you can find us on SoundCloud and the CastBox Android app. Thank you. Good night. Geek out. You're welcome.